everybody. It's Sports Without Balls. This is Erin Foley. And Rebecca Corey is gone this week. She is entertaining people, I don't know, somewhere in the world wide web of America. So we have a special guest host. It's Doria Biddle. Woo! Doria is a co-host of the Frank DeCaro Show on Sirius XM OutCute 108. Did I get that right, Doria? Weekdays from 11 to 2 Eastern Time. Yes. People of America, do you notice her sweet, sweet radio voice or what? It's very exciting. You've got a nice radio voice. I'm not used to these mics. I can't work like this, Aaron. <laughs> By the way, these are uh, one of my favorite people, uh, Jackie Cation. She does a fantastic podcast called The Dork Forest. And these are her old um, mics that look like uh, handheld mics from uh, the 60s and 70s. Yeah, yeah. I, I really I feel like I'm going to start singing a... Uh, a song from the Carpenters' oeuvre. <laughs> Already using the word oeuvre. There's so <laughs> many things to talk about. Diana Nyad, a swimmer extraordinaire, completed her dream after three and a half decades. She swam from Cuba to Florida. Unbelievable. Uh, what Sharks, was it? jellyfish, yeah. everything. Yeah. Cheering her on. Cheering her on. So it's the first person to go from Cuba to Florida without a shark cage. Yeah. Can you imagine? I would think that it would be harder to swim dragging a shark cage, but yeah, maybe you know you're safe from being attacked by sharks. So, <laughs> so I guess like she's swimming, right? So it's a hundred. Uh, here's miles. a couple things: a hundred and ten mile swim. The woman is sixty four years old, which is unbelievable. Sixty four. I can bear. I have to convince myself to get out of bed before nine. I was watching it live yesterday when she arrived, and at one point I stood up off the couch, and I made one of those noises <laughs> standing up, and this 64-year-old woman, that's me standing up, and she just swam 110 miles <laughs> in the ocean. Three and a half decades is her dream. She's tried it. The last time I remember she tried it was like last summer or something like that. It was around this time. Yeah, it was recently. And got attacked by poisonous jellyfish mm-hmm. uh, all over her face, her body. And literally, they had to pull her out of the water, and she had to go to, like, right to to detox hospital, whatever you call it. I think it's probably called detox hospital. Um, And then she's like, oh, yeah, let's do this again. Right after, and I I may be completely making this up, because after all, I do the Frank DeCaro show every day, and we make up everything. But (laughs) I seem to recall her saying she didn't think she was going to do it again. After yeah. that last attempt. Yeah. And then, so all of a sudden I hear, yeah, she's halfway to Key West again. Yeah. And, uh, but she, she actually pulled it off this time. Yeah. I mean, I, and so she tried some failed attempts. One was in the shark cage, which I think is uneffing believable, but I'm assuming someone's, there's a boat pulling the shark cage and then she's like at in the, the middle. At the rate which she's yeah, swimming. At the rate of which she's swimming. I find this so inconceivable and so amazing. It's really hard to believe. It really is hard to believe. And when you watched her towards the end, each each lift of the arm out of the water, I mean, her arms must have felt like bricks by that point. Yeah, I think. I don't no know. fins, so she's she's kicking. It's her own little feet. 54 hours or something her. like that. Yeah. It's it's such, and she speaks so amazing about the whole thing. Um, I saw a couple interviews, and she said it's a human spirit story rather than a sports story. And all those people, when she arrived on shore, and there was hundreds of people wa- uh, waiting for her at Key West, they were all screaming and cheering. And she said, you know, none of these people are, you know, let's say most of them aren't athletes. They're not yeah. there because they're fans of long distance swimming. 
they're just like this is such an amazing story and a triumph of like mind body spirit which is i was crying for a good four hours yesterday (laughs) and the idea that at 64 you can pull off this amazing physical feat yeah because you know most of us i gave up attempting amazing physical feats at like i don't know 20 21 <laughs> is that when you drew the lot of yeah, amazing physical feats yeah i was i thought about swimming from cuba to fort La- uh, f- uh, to uh, key, key west, west. <laughs> fort lauderdale yeah i was gonna swim to fort lauderdale <laughs> you were just gonna be like you know what key west isn't it's no. just too short of a distance no i bet i was actually gonna cheat and use a gulf stream oh so. okay all right good yeah she said uh, you're never too old to live your dreams. She tried it for three and a half decades, fifth time. She's like, this is going to be my last time. She she also swam with a, a mask to protect her face from jellyfish made out of, like, silicone. But it was uncomfortable, so she took it off the second day. It's probably one of my, like, literally top five greatest sports stories of all time. But it, this is a sports story. Yeah. So isn't it kind of cheating that she did all that? I mean, the jellyfish. Look at what they were up against. <laughs> they, Are you cheering like, for the like jellyfish? They're like the goalies, right? And, and she's making it impossible for them to protect their own goal. Wow. I, I have to say, people, I did not see this one coming. I did not see the Dory Biddle angle cheering for the jellyfish. She had four shot, uh, five shots on goal. She made one. Yes, Right. The jellyfish fended her off four times. Hey, listen, good for the jellyfish, right? You know, they're in there. They're trying to defend their territory. Exactly. But I'm going to cheer for Diana on it's this one. Like I'm going to cheer for Diana. It's around them and, you know, managed to get around them, they're get into the box and score. That's what they are. She, they're a horrible team. They're, she, they've got bad, they've got a bad attitude, those jellyfish. And, and they're yucky and squishy. Also, there's some really interesting facts about Diana that I did not know. Uh, she uh, was ranked 30th among U.S. women squash players at one time. So long-distance swimming isn't enough. Uh, I'm going to also just uh, play squash. I find that athletes tend to be very athletic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. You're making some bold statements, Doria. <laughs> you are making some bold. I guess if you could swim uh, from Key West to Cuba, you could also play some squash. Squash that is just scary. Duly noted. Squash is really terrifying. That ball moves. It's it's a, it's, it's hard and it hits you. No, it's awful. I bet she plays squash goggles. with her bare hand without goggles. You know what? I'm going to follow her on Twitter or just get a hold of her. I think we have a friend. Suzanne, amazing comic who knows her. We're going to ask some questions. Yeah. And say, did you play squash barehanded without any goggles? Because you're superhuman. Yeah. Oh, Against jellyfish. Which, again, would be cheating. Because I don't think jellyfish can play squash. That is not cheating. (laughs) That is not cheating. All right. The jellyfish are out there. They see you're coming. This is not about the jellyfish. (laughs) I've watched a lot of sports in my life, uh, and so I think this is right. I think it's like one of the greatest stories of all time as an athlete, uh, given all the circumstances and given her age, but really one of those sports stories where this there was already a documentary on her, but there'll be another documentary on her oh, just, yeah. uh, just about this swim that you look back on and just and just cry. Those documentarians are like, God damn it. God, if we just waited one more year. I think it just came out. I think yeah, it was yeah, right. It was just at Outfest this summer. So they're like, oh, man, man, epilogue, epilogue. Get the cameras rolling. Part two, electric boogaloo. <laughs> 
<laughs> we are going to transition out of swimming. Ooh. The NFL is dun, back, dun, dun, dun. ladies and gentlemen. It starts in a matter of days. Is there a Thursday night kickoff game, right? Yes. Broncos. Is it the Broncos? Broncos Ravens. Ravens. Mm. Broncos fans are ticked off that there are all these Joe Flacco banners hanging on their stadium. They're ripping them down and defacing them and ridiculous it's football it's hysterical even joe flacco was like i have no idea why there's a huge poster of myself in a uh, bronco stadium mile high stadium it's still called mile high probably uh what's your what's your prediction for the uh broncos uh flacco ravens you normally give on uh, with two good teams you normally give the advantage to the home team yeah in this case the home team is up so high that other teams need oxygen just to Very like true. walk from the locker room. So I'm I'm going to say Broncos. Yeah, I'm going to say Broncos too. Opening day. Although how weird in the off season that the Broncos, um, the scandals are coming from the front office. There's yeah. I think two DUIs. Yeah. And something maybe even a third something going yeah. on. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. They're they're running amok in the front office of the Broncos. Like you're like president vice president i don't know whatever higher ups are just getting shit canned after they leave mile high stadium like really and the guy who's agent didn't fax send the oh, yeah. fax in time it's like it's all these you know that's right because he got cut right yeah they cut him because his agent didn't send a fax to the nfl to the broncos organization or something in time yeah oh ridiculous they, they missed the cutoff time so he technically could not be a bronco it's, how does that happen? How does that happen within all this? Like you have one job, and that's such a heightened job. It's like this, yeah. like pressure-packed professional world yeah. of football. And you're like, oh god, I forgot to send a fax. I'll send the fax later. I'll get it out. I've got plenty of time. Oh, oh, no. Oh. Um, so Doria, you are in fact a huge Miami Dolphins fan. I am indeed i have been a miami dolphin fan uh for as long as i can remember i grew up loving football my 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 mother was a baltimore colts fan wow and uh my dad is more of a college football fan but when we were kids the football season there was always a football game on in the house and uh and i don't know i think i liked the colors as a little girl i liked the teal and orange it's great colors and i liked the fact that they had a that poor dolphin in a, in a little kiddie pool in the end zone <laughs> um i think i liked that um, yeah and uh and so i've just i've always been a dolphin fan yeah and so that's so i always i often wonder like if your parents aren't like it usually starts with their parents, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, my dad and my mom are both New Yorkers, and I just grew up in a household that it was just Giants, Yankees, yeah. you know, Rangers, well, like, whatever, across the board, because they're New Yorkers, and that's who they cheered for. Um, but it's fun to hear stories of people that just kind of, just randomly, you know, chose another team. Ch- chose another team. Yeah. My One of my best friends from high school, Joanna, she's a big Miami Dolphins fan, to the chagrin of her entire family, because they're all Patriots fans. Ah. She grew up, fell in love with Dan Marino. Had to be contrary. Because we were like 12 or 13, whatever. Loved loved Dan Marino. Loved the colors. Like another like yeah. hilarious <laughs> thing. I didn't even know they had a dolphin. I know that was in yeah. Ace Ventura. Yeah. But I didn't realize yeah. they, 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 please they tell me to, they I don't know when don't. they stopped, but no, they d- no longer have a dolphin in the end zone. But they had a but dolphin. But they really did they, have a dolphin yeah. in like a kiddie pool in the end zone? Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, not in the ends, obviously yeah, behind. Yeah, and the not in, technically in a kiddie pool, but yeah, in a in a, in a dolphin pool, in like one of those tacky, awful backyard above ground pool kind of things. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that makes me want to see uh, Ace Ventura yet again because it's probably one of my all-time favorite movies. For for it's a documentary essentially. <laughs> Wait, what was the name of the dolphin in Ace Ventura? I can't. It's going to take me too long to remember. Then there's going to be like dead silence, which you really probably shouldn't have in an interview slash podcast. You know, I Um, didn't see that movie until fairly recently. I'd say in the past 10 years. Yeah. I think it just, when did it, oh God, it came out longer than that, huh? It came out, God. Um, Well, for a comedy slash detective story slash football references and Mr. Marino in the film, you must have just died and gone oh, to heaven. Oh, I know. Well, that's the thing, because I had I had seen the ads for it and yeah. had no desire to see it. It just looked annoying and stupid to me. It was But hysterical. I didn't, I guess maybe the ads I saw didn't, didn't focus on Dan Marino, or yeah. maybe by the time they got to Dan Marino, I was so annoyed by Jim Carrey that I had already changed the channel or looked away. Yeah. And so I, I had no idea. And it wasn't until people were like, I can't believe you haven't seen Ace Ventura I mean, as a Miami the fan. The dolphin was kidnapped. Yes. The whole plot of the movie. And Dan Marino was and kidnapped. And Dan Marino. Oh, that's right. Dan Marino yeah. was also kidnapped. Yeah. There's a couple scenes in Ace Ventura that I, like, when there's sliding glass doors, um, and he's trying to solve, like, this uh, part of the case. And he'll, he opens a door, and he's talking about how you couldn't hear the sound because it's, like, glass doors. And he goes, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> There isn't a sliding glass door that I don't go through that I do that. I mean, it's – and then he's got uh, the dog food or the pet food or bird food, whatever, in his little cigarette um, uh, case in the, in the car. And he pulls it out, and he goes, are you hungry, little fella? There you go. <laughs> and I say that all the time. I mean, literally, Einhorn Finkel, Finkel's Einhorn, Einhorn Finkel. Oh my God! So I quote you know it the, all so, the time. Like, that I don't even get. Like that last reference, I don't remember that. There was a Sean Young had a sex change, and so oh. it was, it, then they go Finkel's Einhorn, Einhorn Finkel, and then I mean, it's so stupid. But I literally like I can't like I'm. Do I need to give it a second chance? Oh, you need to give it like a fifth, sixth, tenth chance. I own okay. the movie. <laughs> I just can't I believe I don't should. know the dolphin's name. It'll hit me like when I'm driving home. It's not Flipper. Uh, I don't think it's no. It's got like a cheesy, cute something name. Who knows? Okay, so Miami Dolphins. Growing up, yes. And what are your uh, earliest memories of the Dolphins? Oh God, I have no idea. I just remember that my brothers love the Dallas Cowboys. So anytime oh. they played the Cowboys, yeah. which wasn't all that frequently, but yeah. I remember like the passions ran high in nice. our house, and I would be, I would be in tears i'd be so angry if they were losing or yeah. lost i had no sense of humor about it no i, I had no loss. sense of humor when the giants and, lose. Yeah. yeah and and beyond that anytime my brothers were cheering for the opposite team yeah it just it, it was it was such a betrayal and such a i they had yeah. to win my yeah. dolphins had to win oh they had so, to win yeah. but they did a lot of winning yeah they did and then they didn't and then they I, didn't i have a, a memory of uh watching the uh that 
It was one of the miracles in the Meadowlands when uh, 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 Vinny Testaverde was the yes, Jets quarterback. Vinny. And he yeah. staged that come from behind in the fourth quarter against the Dolphins, brought it into overtime. They were ahead by 24 points in the fourth quarter. The, the Dolphins, Dolphins were? And they blew the lead. Oh, my and, God. And it seemed like it all happened in the last two minutes, but I guess it probably – they probably did not score 24 points in two minutes. But they, uh, but they came up yeah. and tied the game when – into overtime the Jets won and I again yeah. A, yeah. a cowboy fan rearing his ugly head a cowboy fan was in my face oh. the whole time he didn't even care about this game but he just wanted to I set ha- me off and I, hate I came cowboys fans. so close to killing him yes I mean, as you really do did. as you do oh I've gotten a heated heated exchanges that's why I don't watch sports in public I really try <laughs> not to watch sports in public because I get so crazy, and the greatest thing about going to a ball game is, like, um, if it's, you know, whatever your team, you mm-hmm. want to be in a stadium because you want 50,000, 80,000 people screaming, and you want to be all be on the same page. That's why I don't yeah. go see Yankee-Mets games, because the stadium is split no matter where you go, either City Field or Yankee Stadium, and it's awful, and people are screaming at you, because uh, Mets yeah. fans are screaming at Yankee fans and vice versa, and it sucks. So you go. I remember. I remember that. What Dolphins if the Mets Jets. aren't playing the Yankees? Oh, it's fine. I'll go to. Yeah. I'll go to like. I just love sports so much that I'll go. Except for like, if you were like, here's two tickets and a you know a free flight, uh, go to a Cowboys game. I'd go to a Cowboys game oh, in a totally. second. I'm dying to see that huge. And uh, I would monitor. just literally outwardly cheer for the Cowboys, but inwardly, so I didn't get beat up. But inwardly, I would just hope that they all got mangled and lost the football every single play. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to cheer for the Cowboys ever. Yeah. But uh, No, I mean, I, w- I, I wouldn't. Be, yeah. But sometimes I, I, you have to protect yourself in other team stadiums. It's getting really brutal. Oh, but I went to a Chargers-Jets game, and a bunch, for no apparent reason, Oakland Raider fans showed up in full regalia. No. And, and their team wasn't even playing, but they were cheering and just, like, wreaking havoc. They ended up getting thrown out of the stadium because they were so complete. Well, they were hooligans. They are hooligans. They are, yes. Oakland Raider fans are comparable to the definition of European and British soccer hooligans. I'd like to know, are there any Oakland Raider fans? Uh, is there a single Oakland Raider fan who does not have an extensive rap sheet? Sheila Ratner, maybe the only one. And she no, was going to do the probably. She, she actually, she maybe might she have, got it scrubbed. Maybe she it's <laughs> a juvie record. Sheila, you've been called out on this podcast. Sheila's <laughs> a good friend of ours that does stand up, and she's going to be on the podcast in a couple weeks um, as an Oakland Raider fan, she as does a not huge seem tennis like a Raider fan. fan. Yes, well, she grew up uh, out here when the Raiders were in LA, and she went to UCLA, and so she w- became a huge Raiders fan. That makes Doesn't no it? Sense. I know she's she's really one of the only people that I would I would consider Maybe like she's a respectable, uh, almost delicate uh, Raiders, yeah, thoughtful, thoughtful. Pensive. Pensive. You know, uh, I'm thinking that maybe she's a, a crime lord. You Maybe know? she is a crime lord. She's like telling her friends, you know, go beat up that fan over there. <laughs> she's not doing it, and and she has deniability. I bet Sheila Ratner has underlings. Yeah, mm, we shall Minions. see. Minions, ask Minions her. and underlings. All right, so but my favorite Miami Dolphin memory, and I like even just thinking of it, I practically get tears in my eyes. Yeah, two thousand seven, the Dolphins lose every single game except one. Yes, every single game I'm up at Barney's Beanery. Yeah, uh, watching 
hoping against hope, yeah. and they lose. Yeah. And and so I think it was uh, their 13th game of that season. They haven't won a single bloody game. And it's so depressing. It's and so, so depressing. Bleak. And and yet I'm there every week in my in my you know uh, Jason Taylor jersey. Oh, and, he's the greatest. And uh, and people were feeling sorry for me. Yeah. And, and my friend Tracy, the two of us, the sad, lonely Dolphin fans. <laughs> because when your team is not winning, there yeah. aren't a lot of other fans around. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's you're bad. very lonely. Suddenly yeah. you notice everybody is on some other bandwagon, and they're. Avoiding your team. So we're there every single week, cheering, cheering, you know, disappointed, brokenhearted. And and that game against Baltimore Ravens, it goes into overtime. It's like a, you know, it's a battle of the field goal kickers, essentially. And then it goes into overtime. Clea Lemon, who was like third string quarterback, I think. Yeah. uh, uh, comes in, throws a, a pass up the middle to Greg Camarillo. He runs 64 yards, touchdown. And the the I just went completely nuts. <laughs> and it was as if we won the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, we were jumping up and down. And the other wonderful thing is everybody in that restaurant who had seen us there week after week yeah. after week, everybody came around. We got hugs from everybody oh, so in the exciting. entire restaurant. I mean, even the Raven fans were happy for yeah, us. Yeah. And, and I just, I felt like weeping. I was so happy and watching the, like, Greg Camarillo holding on to that game ball. Like, yeah. it, like you know, you've won one game. One you know, game. It's, it's, years later, that's going to be a painful memory. It is. But, but he's holding on to that game ball like it's like it was the, yeah. the, the winning catch of the Super Bowl. And watching all the people in the stands and all the players on the field, the celebration was as if it was a huge, huge win so instead awesome. of just a win. Yeah. And that was the only one of the season. But it was it was so – I get chills. I still watch that video of that play. Oh, my God. Periodically. So and I get chills awesome. and I get my eyes tear up. <laughs> it just – it's a wonderful, wonderful memory of, of a very painful, horrible season. Yeah. And that was the season the New yeah. England Patriots yeah, I remember. were 16-0. and 0, And I wanted to kill myself. Yeah, because we, remember, I remember watching a game with you that season because we're like – I remember you're like, oh, the Giants got to beat the Pats. I think on the last game of the season, you know, that's when the Giants really got the confidence, I think, that we could take them and we went on that, like, improbable run. Same season, 2007. Um, And then I remember you being like, the Giants have to win so it protects the undefeated season of the Dolphins. What was it, 72 72 Dolphins? Dolphins. I remember you calling me being like, you got to protect the 72 Dolphins. I'm like, well... Listen, in all due respect, uh, I I like the 72 Dolphins, but I'm going to cheer for my Giants. (laughs) Uh, And and one of the greatest shirts, my friend Tammy gave me this shirt. Uh, It's a cute little t-shirt, and it's in red, white, and blue, and it says 18-1. and And that, to me, uh, because the uh, pre-Super Bowl, the Patriots had 19-0 and jerseys printed up, which is the kiss of death. And then they ship them off to Africa. And then they ship Africa. them up to Africa, and everyone thinks that the Patriots I had swear a, to God, I want to go to Africa and get one of those shirts. All the, th- think of all the shirts, the Why misinformation. Why do they get the cool shirts? <laughs> the collector's <laughs> item shirts. In Africa, they, they could be selling those things on eBay. If they had electricity, they could sell those T-shirts on they eBay. Could. Can you think of, though, the, like the one continent with the greatest sports misinformation? Yeah. I mean, every <laughs> single no jersey idea. is wrong. Don't get them on Jeopardy. They, <laughs> they can't win. No sports trivia for anyone living on the continent of Africa. No, it's going to go terribly wrong. According I mean, the to Buffalo Bills. 
the <laughs> last team to go undefeated in the NFL was the New England Patriots. I have it right here. Uh, no, I'm sorry. We've uh, <laughs> shipped out a lot of misinformation. Um, so the Dolphins going into this season, uh, you made you guys made some big splashes in the offseason. A lot of money. Mike Wallace. Shopping spree. A lot of shopping spree. Justin Keller. Justin Keller, unfortunately, <laughs> is out, right? Yeah. Is he out for the whole season? Tight yeah, end? Yeah, he's out for the season. So, and first of all, did you see that he tore essentially everything? It's as if oh. his leg came off. Where did Tester Keller uh, play for before? He was a Jet. Oh, that's right. He was a Jet. Because I was like, how do I know that name and like in a familiar a way? Oh, boy. Yeah. And then uh, Mike Wallace from Pittsburgh. Yeah. That's going to be good. How do you feel about the whole Ryan Tannehill? Are you behind him? You know, when they drafted him. I was furious, yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "How can you do this to me yet again?" Yeah, but I'm cautiously optimistic about him. I think yeah. he has a good head on his shoulders. You you see him. Chad Henney was dreadful, yeah, and always looked like he was in a total panic. He did look like he was panicking the entire time. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, and I don't get that feeling from Tannehill at all. Yeah, you've he, had like the movement in the quarterback position. I mean, you, you even had Chad Pennington for a little while. Yeah. I, I've always been the biggest Chad Pennington fan, though. He's I love wonderful, that guy. and he was he was a great player. He was made of, of fragile china. Fragile china, but so much spit vinegar. Yeah, and he's going to be a good a great coach. passer. Yeah he's, he'll, yeah, he'll be a great coach. Pennington to, like, Wayne, what was his name, Chabert, Sherbert. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's Chabert. some of my Chabert, right, or something like that. Paddington to Sade. Yeah, just Paddington say. to to Sade, who <laughs> was a wonderful singer in the off season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's some of my favorite combos right there. Just yeah. as a, as a football fan, I loved those two. Yeah, the Jets yeah. are so unbelievably unlikable now, and everything <laughs> is like just. I mean, in the toilet. Well, where do you rank? All right, so we got in your in your division. You got Patriots, Jets. Miami Bills and Buffalo, yeah. So what what is that division looking like? Well, uh, Patriots. It's hard to say. You yeah. never know how they're going to do. I mean, yeah. it seems like I Tom always Brady can throw like to 14 anyone. And two. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, how's their defense? How's the rest? Of it? They had a running game last year, which was shocking. Yeah, Stephen Ridley. It was uh, totally out of the blue, unexpected. Yeah, but boom, there they had it. Now suddenly they're not just throwing the ball; they can run it too. Not well, fair. they have no one to throw the ball too because they're all in a prisoner. They've been uh, 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 shipped off. Yeah, so they better have a running game. Yeah. But knowing Tom Brady, he can throw to, like, they'll but just get two dudes in the eighth round, and they'll be star receivers all next year. Well, that's the other weird thing. I play fantasy football, and when it comes to the Patriots, there's no breakout wide receiver necessarily on in any given year. Really, yeah. since, like, Randy Moss, that yeah. you that you can rely on to be getting the ball from him consistently to yeah. rack up the points. If you have Tom Brady as a quarterback, you're going to make a lot of points. But he spreads the ball so, to yeah. so many people. Yeah, to so uh, many people. And, and that's one of the ways that they work. I mean, if you have one ro- wide receiver, it's easy yeah. to figure out what the game plan is. All there. of a sudden, you'll see Patriots stats and, like, you know, it'll just be, like, some game you're not even paying attention to. Like, you know, Pats, Browns, I don't know, we're just making stuff up. And it's like their fullback at 102 yards. And you're yeah. like, what? I'm <laughs> throwing to Brady. I'm like, he's just – it really gives it a throw to anyone. Yeah. So the Dolphins this year, they've – well, the Jets are going to – anyone's guess. That could, that could be a complete implosion. Well, that's the thing. This year – both the Bills and the Jets have 
question marks at quarterback. Yeah. They both had injuries in in the preseason yeah. and uh and now they they they're trying out people like, you know, Matt Liner was trying out for the Bills and and Yeah. He got dropped. cut already. And and uh, then Tool, he's going to start. He's from Washington yeah. State. The reason why I know that is cuz my girlfriend and her entire family are like insane Washington State fans. But uh, what's the what's the guy? Brady his name Quinn. is eluding me. Oh yeah, Brady Quinn now just got picked up for the Jets. I mean, yeah. when you're picking up Brady Quinn, yeah, like it's just it's like a magic show. Yeah, it's it, absolutely ridiculous. It's insane. Yeah, Geno Smith, he just took a big dump on the field last time he was on it. Sanchez, who I've always been a fan of, and my heart breaks for the kid. Uh, I just always butt liked fumble. Mark Sanchez. He'll, I mean, except for, yeah, the butt fumble is probably the greatest play of all time. Um, and that's his legacy. Yeah. I hate I'm, to say, unless he turns around I hope he turns and does something great, I hope he doesn't because it will come at the Dolphins' expense. Well, but I think it's traded to a non-AFC uh, team and does really well okay. for you. Okay, right. yeah. your Just for you. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's on the disabled list for a little while. And Brady Quinn. And then, um, you know, I did happen because I have a problem to see. Uh, I was actually performing in Erie, Pennsylvania, and the, the guy that managed the club is a huge Bills fan. Erie, Pennsylvania is this weird neck of the woods where, you know, every little, you know, you've got Buffalo fans, Cleveland Brown fans, and Pittsburgh Steeler fans, and it's almost 30 to 30 to 30. Like, it's, there's wow. no, because, you know, I have a couple football jokes, and it's always fun to, like, wherever you are, you know, you can yeah. just always at least crap on the Cowboys or the or whatever, you know yeah. what I mean? But this was a weird bird of an audience because I'd be like, oh, are you guys Steelers fans? Just to get them riled up and people are like, no, Bill. And people scream out everything, which is awesome. But I, I saw a Bills game, a preseason Bills game. I can't even remember who they were playing. Uh, oh, I think the Vikings. And their uh, uh, quarterback, uh, the first-round draft pick, which now I can't remember his name for the Bills, uh, the guy out of e. Florida, E.J. Manuel. Thank you. Um, he just played, I think it was like the second half, but he, he looked pretty smoking awesome. Yeah. And then I, I think he heard, he heard his name, he but boom. he'll be back. Yeah. But, uh, and, and so uh, I, I also think the rash of injuries, I don't think we've this seen this many. This was a brutal offseason. This many pre-season. injuries. Um, and we talked, I talked a couple podcasts ago, we touched upon it, but. I haven't seen – Rebecca's not, like, the the most insane football fan, but I haven't seen this many, like, decimating injuries going into a season ever. No. Wasn't Chad Pennington injured in a preseason game and taken Chad Pennington just got injured walking down the street. <laughs> just now. Just now. Chad Pennington just got injured. Uh, but – yeah, it's it's brutal. It's taken out big names, and the NFL wants to extend the season or try to make a bigger deal out of the preseason. Yeah. If I'm an NFL coach, which I have to say that would be my dream job. Nice. I I I can't imagine a better job in the world. Yeah. Than NFL coach. I'm gonna say for me, it's first base coach because you don't have to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, what player comes to the fir- fir- to the to the bag on first base and and needs any needs type help. of advice <laughs> or help whatsoever? You could be hammered. He yes. could be absolutely hammered or high as the kite as the first base coach. Hey, when the ball gets hit, why don't you take off? <laughs> there's <laughs> a bag. There's that other white go. bag. Yeah, Just keep going to the you white can't bag. Sit here. Uh, they should have lazy boys. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> they should have full-on lazy boys as first base coach. <laughs> All right. But you would be a professional football coach. Yes. Yes. Uh, but um, if I were a, a coach in the NFL today, yeah. I, I don't think I'd play any of my starters. I, the preseason would be all about trying to figure out who's making the roster. Yeah. And and the rest, you just have to have, 
you have to plan your practices, maybe throw people. Yeah, I don't even see. I just don't see. But then you think, well, argue, if you argue that, then you're going to say the first week is going to be a rash of injuries. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people are, people are talking about is that they need to change the rules because their trainers and all these team trainers can't train with the athletes year round because of like oh, some yeah. contract. Yeah. Some, I can't remember what it is right now, but yeah. like they can only, you know, if the season ends in January and they, they, they start to anything or team something. Yeah. Until, and that's gotta be, yeah. that's gotta be thrown out. Yeah. I mean, you give these guys like, you know, a month or two off, but then they need to start doing basic training again just to keep their bodies like yeah they go from zero to like full contact craziness i mean i know obviously that's an exaggeration but it it basically feels like it is so physical and it's getting faster and and you and know bigger with more strength and yeah. yeah it's 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 terrifying what what they do out there and that's the thing that really amazes me and also kind of bugs me about people who don't watch football and people who don't understand football and don't appreciate football. They think of it as a sport with a bunch of big lugheads just hurling themselves at one another and that it's just yeah. a big, dumb, brute sport. Yeah. And it's not. It's oh my such God, a no. sophisticated, intellectual, Highly sophisticated, yeah. It's a fascinating game. I yeah. wouldn't be interested if it weren't. I mean, that's the yeah. thing. It keeps... It keeps me occupied. There's so much to think about when you're watching a football game. Also, the the concept of a live ball. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh yeah, I love that. Like anything could happen, and any like if you watch baseball, which I love, you I always say this when my Yanks or whatever team you're cheering for are, are, are taking the field, nothing good can happen. <laughs> you know, nothing good can happen yeah. unless. It's the seventh, eighth inning, and it gets really exciting if the pitcher's like throwing a no hitter. That's you know what I mean. Yeah, you'll play some. You'll you'll see some sweet defensive plays, which I love. But essentially, nothing good can happen. And if your team's on defense, it doesn't matter. You could score a touchdown that next play. Yeah. So that concept, and then the schemes, and the I I, I think it's I for me it's by far the best sport. Yeah, it's it's a fascinating sport, and I have to say, as a fan, and especially as I became more knowledgeable about football as the time went on, yeah, I became more intrigued by defense. Yeah, and I I don't, you know, most people they they a lot of people they think okay, my defense is on the field, I can go to the fridge now yeah. or whatever. But no, it, no I, I think the defense is fascinating to watch. Yeah. And, and a lot goes on there. And, and that's, it's a chess match yeah, for sure. It it's really a live is. chess match. And, and the way that teams adjust and, and the way the second half is never anything like the first yeah. half. Yeah. And, and, and then you take something like you, you, you throw a coach like Bill Belichick into the mix and anything yeah. can happen. You yeah. know, it doesn't even matter what he has out there. He's going to find some creepy oh, way to, he's to so pull something creepy. Up. Yeah. If he's not filming their practice sessions, he yeah. will put that Darth Vader hood up. Well, oh. they've already uh, they hired a, a somebody who was cut by the Bills. So uh, the Patriots play the Bills in the first week, and they've hired somebody from the Bills. Uh, you know, he'll be cut right after the game, I'm sure. Yeah. But, yeah. but, you know, th- this is the New England Patriots playing the Buffalo Bills, and yet Bill Belichick, evil yeah. genius that he is, yeah. is like, we're going to get some, we're going to get some information out of this guy. Who who can we hire from a bill yeah. of a, the Bills? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, he, you know, he doesn't, I don't think he sleeps. I don't think he sleeps. He did that to the Giants. A couple years ago, I want to say, maybe right after... 
I'm not I'm not exactly sure. Um, maybe two or three years ago, we had this awesome tight end that single-handedly almost beat the Patriots during the regular season, Jake Ballard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's just one of my favorite tight ends. He gets hurt in, like, one of the last he, – he had a kind of a bum knee that whole season. Uh, goes down with ACL injury. Still a giant. He's recovering, recovering, recovering. Um, and uh, what we did – uh, you have to fact check this, but essentially what we did to sign him again is we had to release him and then sign him. Okay. We released him and we were going to sign Bill him swoops. like an hour later, Belichick grabbed him within that, like a couple hours. He grabs him, doesn't play him because he had Hernandez. He had um, Gronkowski. Gronkowski, right? So he doesn't need a tight no. end. So Jake Ballard just sat on the sidelines and squealed. And then and, and all the Giants were like absolutely devastated. And it was just Belichick giving the Giants an yeah. F.U. for consistently yeah. beating them in world championship games. Yeah. So well, now Ballard's back on. They just the Patriots just released Ballard like yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so I'm I was really, just going to say that. Or no, a couple of days ago. So I'm really yeah. hoping we get him back because I loved him so much. Yeah, I don't know if His, he has it, much football left in yeah. him. He's kind of slow. Yeah, now people are like 28 and they don't have much football left in him. Isn't that <laughs> crazy? It's scary. It is the craziest. Uh, yeah, unless you're Brett Favre. Unless you're Brett Favre. I'm still uh, hoping he'll come back. Oh, I'm hoping too. Ooh, all right. This is moving along. I want to ask you a couple uh, fantasy league uh, questions, and we've got two okay. a couple stories. Um, the fantasy league for me, I did it one year. I was also in a pool, and I and um, I was in a pick pool. I was in a spread pool, and I did fantasy, and it was the most miserable season I've ever had. And I decided to quit it all because. Um, I, at one point, was screaming and cheering loudly for Des Bryant. And that's when <laughs> I almost jumped over the balcony. But for you, the Fantasy League, you just put your draft in. How long does that process, like, take? We did an automatic draft. I mean, well, we did an automated draft on the uh, software. Um, uh, we use the ESPN software. Okay. And, uh, and it sped it up a lot. Okay. Uh, when it's just us sitting in a room, it, it would take up to three hours. And this time it took I thought you were going to say three days. Three hours yeah. to me. I was like, oh, that doesn't oh. seem a lot like this, at all. This take uh, – with the software, it took – um, a l- about 45 minutes. Oh, that's nothing at so, all. Yeah. And it, and it even could have been shorter than that, but somebody, uh, one of our players is, uh, in Texas and apparently they don't have the internet in Texas. No, no, you know, they don't, they, they, they it, don't. It, it, uh, she kept losing her signal. Oh, okay. Cause and she was inside the Alamo. Yeah, yeah apparently. And she was in the basement. Of she was the in Alamo. the basement of the Alamo. Yeah. Peewee. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, and then, are you happy with the? Are you happy with no, your I team? No, I hate my team. I you hate, hate your team. team. I. What would you do differently? Well, I would go earlier in the the selection so that I could get one of my favorite. One of the things about fantasy football is you occasionally you discover these gems. Like a few yeah. years ago, I discovered this little rookie named Chris Johnson. And oh, I wow. guided him in the first two years of his career, and he kicked He's ass for me. Tennessee uh, Titans. And I also uh, discovered another little rookie by the name of Ray Rice. And, wow. I, I, and now when I see him, I, I, I he's my him. son. I call him I my son. Him. I don't know if his Rutgers parents are boy, still right? alive, but I'm adopting him. <laughs> and... Um, but he, uh, it, you really you love these certain players that yeah. you discover that you've heard nothing about because I don't follow college football, so I really, yeah. you know, this is all a surprise for me. Yeah. But um, and t- it, 
But then when they get so good, I have to let them go because I'm not, you know, I don't have first pick or whatever. Uh, or I, I gotcha. can't keep both of them. It's yeah. like Sophie's Too choice much money. And, Total Sophie's choice. And, and, um, <laughs> oh, my God. And so so now I don't yeah. have – well, Chris Johnson I've given up on anyway. Yeah. But, but, uh, but I haven't had Ray Rice in two years, I think. Yeah. And, and – and it's devastating to me when other people, they move on to other people. They grow and up. And you got to let them go. You got to yeah. let your boys go. So this year, I'm I'm hoping maybe somebody in there I'm, I, yeah. I'll fall in love with. But yeah. right now, as soon as I finished drafting, I looked at all the other teams. I'm like, how did, was I just purposely picking the worst possible people? These people have stellar teams. And yeah. it's like, oh, I don't want that. It looks like an all-star team. player. Yeah. So I don't know. I won last year, and I hated my team at the beginning of the year. So maybe well, there I'll, you go, and yeah. you won it all. Yeah. So maybe, maybe this year you'll you'll I'll get some gems. That's what it yeah. is like when you when you have got your favorite players on a football team, and then you know they get banged up or they get traded. Like Bradshaw, I just lost Bradshaw, Bradshaw the Giants. He went to the Colts, and I was yeah. like, oh god, that boy! Yeah. I loved him so much. Yeah. He reminded me of like an '80s, like a Dave Meggett, like yeah. small dude, like Little pops cannonball. up, like yeah, you yeah. knock him and he just pops up, and he's like, what? What else yeah. you got? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss Bradshaw. All right, we're gonna transition out of football. A couple, a couple more stories, uh, and then we'll give a shout out to a couple of teams that are playing right now that you should uh, go see. These two are just—they just made me laugh. Uh, we'll keep it in the football genre. Uh, this is a college football story. Notre Dame. Uh, well, college football just kicked off their season uh, this past weekend, and Notre Dame gave out all these free you know, uh, beer cups, or I guess it's like maybe because they're college, probably soda uh, glasses. And it said Notre Dame, uh, it said fighting Irish and all on the cups. Uh, they spelled fighting wrong. They spelled it F I G T H I N G. That would be fig thing, the fig <laughs> thing Irish. Um, and that just made me laugh so hard. I mean, opening I want day. one of those. Are they sending those cups to Africa now? Probably. <laughs> The man comes out. I I love the fig thing Irish. What are you talking? What are you talking After about? After the the eighteen and O Patriots, yes. the fifth thing Irish are my favorite team. <laughs> it would be so awesome if we captured someone with like a Super Bowl or like let's let's pick like a different sport, like a um, uh, who was in the like a oh yeah, like Detroit Tigers. You know, two thousand twelve Detroit Tigers. Uh, baseball or uh, World Series cap, and then he's got an eight or nineteen to no football jersey on, and then he's holding a fig thing Irish mug. That would be the greatest thing ever. That would be. That's we're, we're, that's maybe going to be my job. Uh, my next job is shopping in Africa, compiling uh, wrong sports paraphernalia from a future lady cave. <laughs> Um, here's why I love this next story because my whole dream in life is to have, uh, well, first of all, to own a house. Let's just put it that way. Uh, most people, uh, have them. I do not cause I'm in the arts. Um, but to have like a, an intensely fantastic lady cave, uh -huh. um, you know, to walk in and I'm, so I collect sports stuff like, you know, a crazy lady in my closet right now. I have a picture of Derek Jeter because I feel like. I'm too old and ridiculous to have, like, a picture of Derek Jeter out on my main wall, but it's in my closet wall. And I'm collecting paraphernalia. Um, this is a story. Two dudes, I think this happened yesterday, the day before, um, they broke into Wrigley Field to try to cut some ivy off the wall of Wrigley Field. Fantastic. I green light all of that. 
If only they were two little old English women <laughs> who broke in to, to steal some ivy for steal their gardens. Some ivy for their gardens. And they, they actually, they weren't just snipping it off the top of the plant. Or, although you could, you know, get it to sprout perhaps. Just, just to sprout. Yeah. I think this is fantastic. I would never, if I was like, you know, called to the scene as a police officer, I'd be like, dude, get out of here. But like, don't do it again. But I totally understand. Replace Everyone the in the city of Chicago totally understands those two dudes. Yeah. I mean, I'd break into, I'd break into any stadium, football, whatever the sport was, to try to grab a jersey or grab a, like a pennant Breaking a Hall of I here's the thing I might draw the line at, at Hall of Fame because it feels like that stuff is obviously collected for the people. I was just gonna say, say you're at a friend's house and yeah. they have amazing collectibles around them. Do they have to count their merchandise before you leave? Do they have to frisk you? You know what? They might. <laughs> they might. They might have to frisk me on the way out. I have hey, no Foley, what'd you steal? merchandise. Um, no, I. It, you know, people now give me like really random stuff, which is super funny. I was doing um, this this comedy club called Comedy Club on State in Madison, Wisconsin. It's one of my favorite clubs. And, you know, I'd been talking on stage about how much I love, you know, sports and blah, blah, blah. And this woman came up to me after the show, and she uh, she was with a dude now, but her ex-girlfriend played for, like, the Wisconsin Championship Hockey, NCAA Women's Championship Hockey Team. And her boyfriend or her friend, I can't remember. I meet a lot of people, um, <laughs> was wearing the jersey. And at the end of the night, I was hanging with him. We were having beers. He took the jersey off. She demanded he take the jersey off and give it to me. So, of course, I washed it. But I have now an NCAA Women's <laughs> How cool is that? Uh, University of Wisconsin Championship Women's Ice Hockey jersey. So I awesome. I can't believe he gets this from his girlfriend's ex-girlfriend. Yeah. How, how I don't enlightened know. and level-headed and yeah. adult are they? Yeah. I mean, they were a little were kooky. They I'm not going to lie. They were a little kooky, but how adorable. So, And I get, like, you know, random sports paraphernalia all the time now, which is super fun. Plus, I, like, just buy stuff, and obviously mm-hmm. now I'm going to five-finger discount anybody's. I'm yeah. going to scope the house no matter <laughs> whose house I'm invited over, and I'm going st- to steal some stuff. Yeah. No, why not? I can't. Well, I could try. Um, a couple things coming up, and we are going to close it out here. Uh, are you a women's soccer fan? I do. Wait, uh, we watched the finals uh, yeah, together. Yeah, I, I watched the, the I watched the, the national medal. team. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I, the individual, like uh, the new uh, national, like uh, yeah. the actual team league, I, I don't watch. I wish I should. I really should. I, yeah. Because I, I enjoy soccer. But here it is. The national team is back playing today on Fox Sports at five o'clock pacific eight o'clock eastern uh the women's have a national uh they have a friendly with mexico at five o'clock so watch that people did you watch that game the men's uh, match against costa rica in the snow oh no i just saw the highlights that was that was amazing i was watching that live and i was i just i kept freezing my tv and taking pictures of the screen and tweeting so awesome look seriously look 
And they're like, it's yeah. an unfair advantage. I'm like, well, it's just an unfair, just it's weather. It's unfair for everyone. For everyone. And nobody wants to play. I mean, they'd kick yeah. the ball and it would just like roll an inch. <laughs> it was, it was. I amazing. love that. I love that stuff. Yeah. Like when extreme weather hits, hits oh, yeah. the sports. Yeah. And by the way, our men's national team is now a team. It's great. We are yeah, in it to good. win it. We're, we, yeah, I don't know. I mean, listen, we're only we're only yeah. playing. You know, a lot of teams that aren't. Well, I mean, Mexico's totally legit. Yeah, but we won the. Uh, I don't know what a cup it is like. Con something 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 cup. And uh, I think if we beat, I think it might be this week. If we beat, let's say, a Costa Rica or something, um, we're automatic bid to the World Cup. I think we'll get in the World Cup, but once we get in the World Cup, it's like, it, it, yeah. we look like a bunch of Boy Scouts out there. But I think legitimately we have a really good chance of getting out of the first round. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which I would we, love Which that. like three or four other teams, and it's a point system. And then, of course, you start playing the big boys, but we could barely get out of, we never get out of like it, the first. It would be it, great. Round or whatever I mean, I think soccer obviously is more and more and more popular. Yeah. And, and especially because there's so many, all these little kids play soccer. Yeah. And they grow up and they're stuck with football, baseball, hockey, basketball. Yeah. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll want to watch soccer. They'll bring their families to watch soccer. Yeah. But uh, I also think that if the men's national team, has a big like if if it had been the men's national team winning the World Cup and winning the Olympic gold yeah. and that sort of thing, yeah, soccer would be much bigger today. You know? Yeah, but exactly. Because it was women, it, it was a big boost, but it wasn't. Yeah, I I really think that um, people who and I I get this a lot on the radio because yeah. you know I'm on a gay radio show and a lot of times when I start talking about sports. A lot of guys will be like, I don't like sports. You, you can't be gay and like sports, blah, 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 except for lesbians, of course, who are expected yeah. to like sports. But I think that if people really understood that kind of uplift that you get from yes. an amazing game and the, and the sense of camaraderie, yeah. and, and it's a wonderful thing. And I, I just can't see having just that, that narrow-minded dismissal of of that it's a it's an amazing just like what diana nyad just accomplished yeah it, it's it's it's, it's spirit it's human spirits a triumph it's, of human spirit it's for a sure. celebration of 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 humanity it's, yeah it's wonderful yeah for sure my mom my mom go dolphins love <laughs> my mom loves sports and I don't know if I've said this before on the pod- podcast, but I always go to her, uh, my parents' house and watch a lot of March Madness. It's also my my mom's birthday in March. And um, and she, I remember, we, you know, we've been watching March Madness forever, you know, and super, uh, we've been watching sports for so long as a family. And my mom looked at me one time, she goes, I just, she goes, sports are so wonderful and these games are so wonderful. You know, we don't need know half these college teams. You All of a sudden you're in front of like, you know, University of Nevada is playing, I don't know, Pickleton University. I don't know. But it's just these kids, will some of them will never play th- this game again. Exactly. And it's so emotional. It's so exciting. And my mom turned to me and she's just like, I just can't imagine uh, what it's like not to be a sports fan. Like, you know, not to like share these human interest. They're all human interest stories at the end of the day. And you these know? are people who work so hard so at what hard. they do. Yeah. It's, it, again, it's not just a bunch of knuckleheads slamming heads together. Yeah, it, it is. It is. It's the greatest thing of all time. Okay, so you we're in the middle of U.S. Open. Watch the U.S. Open. I saw some great matches. I saw Nadal play last night. Federer's out, which is totally random that he hasn't even made the quarterfinals. He's getting a little old. He's got a set of twins. You know what I'm saying? He's got other you never responsibilities. Know what's you never know. U.S. Open. Watch women's soccer at five o'clock. Uh, support also the men's team. The men's team is kicking ass. I do believe 
they have that game this week. I have to double check it. Um, if you didn't know Diana Nyad, Google Google her, follow her. She's absolutely absolutely amazing. Uh, and then NFL kickoff Thursday. Thursday. Ravens at the Broncos. Broncos Ravens. It is back. Thank you, Doria Biddle, so much. Thank you, Aaron. It was super fun. Just actually, just seeing you in general and talking sports. Um, people of America, have the greatest week of your lives.